An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made, from the glow-ups to the online drama to all those viral content houses. I'll show you how it all adds up to a new kind of fame. From the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznik. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. You're not my computer. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here to record our deepest darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle video games anime music rap music not the bet awards though r&b i know kanye showed up so did puffy this week though this week though um this is a video game episode so my sister can turn this episode off right right off rip mia mia just go ahead and just get it up, get it, get it set, get it right and under set up top. We're going to be talking about the pew pew today, right? Yes, the pew pew. Well, actually, um, not the pew pew. We're going to be, we're going to be talking hack and slashing mostly, but you know, yeah, that's, that's semantics. Wait, actually, can I tell you a little bit? Cause we, there's a game that Micah and I spent some time online playing. Uh, it's called Chivalry 2 and we'll get into it, but can I say something, Micah? So like, I haven't talked about this on the pod. Yeah. I've been making this, I've been making this YouTube video, right? About Hideo Kojima, right? And it's just something to do because I was like, I was like, I want to learn how to use Adobe Premiere. I want to see what all these like, I like watching YouTube essays. I like video criticism. So it's sort of just like a crash course and like, how does this shit even work? How do people not get DMCA takedowns and shit like that? Like, what is the art of being a post-millennial critic who lives on YouTube rather than, you know, like the people who grew up on like magazine journalism and shit like that and are all about writing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna try to make a video essay on my own about Kojima. And part of this has involved me having to get footage of a lot of video games, not just like the metal gear solid games, but other games that sort of come up in the context of this thing. And so my Steam library, right, is like overloaded with shit. And I went on this bender this weekend where I was playing Lollipop Chainsaw. 
absurd game, right? Absurd game. James Gunn, Suda 51, like TBT, PS3. I'll have you know that this, this nigga charity texted me about this shit this weekend. It was 17 text messages in a row talking about, you got to try this. It is a revolutionary experience in <laughs> gaming. It's called Lollipop Chainsaw. And I opened my Google, I, I opened Google <laughs> up just because I mean, like, this is, this has become fair practice. Every time that you text me about some, like, you know, it's this bullshit. indie, some indie gaming thing, like it's Warner Cuphead Brothers, or, what, no or indie. whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, I didn't know about it. And, and like, <laughs> and it's literally like some mashup of the cover of Enema, Addis Mitch plus Evil Dead uh, and Chainsaws. And obviously. Buffy. And Buffy. This is right there, the name. Okay, <laughs> and Buffy. Oh. All right. Needless it, to say, I did not download it. Uh, you didn't download it, and then and then I moved on from it. I like crunched that shit in, in like two days, and then I started playing God Hand. Do you remember God Hand from the PS2? Oh shit! God the Hand game where you like where they would have like the at, like Stop. they'd have the thing where at the point of impact, like the 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 the, the fatality KO things would just show you like close ups of like the musculature of people's faces <laughs> and like their orbital bones caving in. This shit was so ridiculous. Uh, it's like Godhead looks. It, and again, I I started playing Godhead at like eleven p.m. on Saturday night. You know, which is the perfect time to start. Wait, 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 playing. wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You gotta lay out God Hand for the people. I mean, like, what what is yeah. the difference between God Hand and Street Fighter well, and Virtua? No, it's and dead or alive. It's not quite the. It's not because God Hand is like single player story action game, right? But yeah, with a lot of the feel of a fighting game, right? You just like. Mash yeah. O to to kick somebody's head into the ground, right? Like that's God Hand, right? And but it looks like shit, but in this really beautiful way. You know what I mean? It's like we play so many games now that are like story driven, luxurious graphics. And then I'm going back and playing this PS2 game where the lighting is all fucked up. Everything is either way too bright or way too dark. Everything looks harsh. And Everything looks like harsh and utilitarian. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is when Shinji Mikami made a fucking beat em up. You know what I mean? And it feels so weirdly good, even though the, the story is nonsense. Just visually, it's nonsense. But just the buttons, though, it, it's like, and, and walking around is bad because the controls are bad, but pushing buttons feels good in God. You know what I mean? I, I don't even know what to tell you. And it's like, I got like three emulators set up on my computer right now to play all these games. And yeah, that was right. That, that that was the other thing. That was the other thing. Is yeah, that you, was, te- you, te- you said this is this is incredible. And then ten text messages later, I don't know how you're gonna find a PS3 emulator, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, nah, bro. Like I'm not. If it's not on PSN now, that is as far as I'm willing to reach back in the, in like, you know, with the catalog. I will, you know, eventually spring for PS now so I can play Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Um, but that is 
you know, I, I, like a third, like a, you know, that's a lot for me, man. Yeah, it's weird, too, because like the PS3, the PS3 is this paradoxical device, right? The PlayStation 3, where that like Xbox 360 PS3 era is like my least favorite. I, I, I was like checked out of video games altogether for that whole era of video games, right? So it's like an era of gaming. I don't, I didn't like at the time. I don't like sort of looking back on it. And yet, I feel like once a month, right? Once a month, I'm kicking myself that I don't have a PS3 because there's some game that you could only play on PS3 or that you you would need to, to play on PS3 because it's a PS2 game that the PS3 could run, but you can't run on a PS4. Like that kind of shit. Like half the Metal Gear Solid games, basically. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. But I have a lot of games in my head right now. But we played a game. Can you talk about about Chivalry 2? Which is not a kind it's not a kind of game I feel like I would have encountered without you blowing me up about it. Talk talk to me about Chivalry 2. I mean, honestly, it wasn't a kind of game that I would have encountered had um my friend TJ, who I've talked about before, hit me up about it. He was just like, dude, you gotta he had come down with COVID and I just, you know, injured myself. He was just like, you got to download this game and we're going to just play it. So we said that like it was like and it's this is a game um, from Torn Banner Studios. Um, and it is honestly just straight for hack and slash. Uh, I mean, like, imagine if you could just relive, like, the Battle of the Bastards over and over again. <laughs> like, just a massively multiplayer Battle of the Bastards all the time, forever. There's barely any strategy to it. <laughs> um, and yet, there's a lot of intricacy to it. Um, and it's just, like, straightforward medievalism. So... The game started out as a Half-Life 2 mod. I think the Torn Banner Studios um, started out with something called Mirage, which had, um, which is more or less the same thing as Chivalry, but it's sword play plus magic. But the magic seemed very clunky and thrown together, and it came after... Um, like a process of formalization for the studio where they like, you know, got off of the space and they were, they got an org chart, you know, all those other stuff, and, you know, like, whereas they had previously been working desperately, like, and had like towards a singular idea, they worked more organizationally, but didn't have a real clear idea of the end product that they wanted to make, uh, let the internet tell it. However, chivalry is very, very simple and straightforward. Like you, each of the buttons corresponds to like, you know, a certain movement. You you chain those movements together to not only think about point of impact, but, you know, like trajectory, like the breadth of the slash that you're making. Um, that in a way that makes combat like really granular, but then unwieldy in a way that you know comes around to feeling realistic in a way that you would like toss you'd toss like realism at games like 
Elden Ring or whatever or yeah. what or stuff that has combat where combat with it like you know like you talk about the weight of it or the dexterity of it or whatever. Um, when really it's just kind of like these people were wearing two hundred pounds of armor and carrying fifty pound swords and you know like drinking every night. So like you know it's more or less like it would have been clumsy and messy and like, you know, not pretty, which is like, honestly, the tutorial, like you're walked through it by this, you know, belligerent sergeant character who's just like, you know, so what you need to do is take the sword and plunge it into the left eye of your tongue. You know, like, it's sort of like that, you know, it's, your character is like a pipsqueak, like their voice cracks, you know, like the, the, the threats they make are reminiscent of characters from Monty Python. There are a lot of Monty Python references in the game itself. Yeah. Uh, you can get like an achievement for um, like killing somebody after having your arm severed, which is a situation that can happen in this game. And it's called Tis Just a Flesh Room. Mm-hmm. One time I died, I ended a match on fire and I got an achievement called This Is Fine. You know, like there's, it's very, if you, if you choose, like there are four classes to choose from. Um, it's, it's like the game is beautiful in its simplicity. There's four classes to choose from. There's like a couple of modes that you can play in team deathmatch, capture the flag defend this, defend that, whatever, siege this, raid this, raise this to the ground. But I mean, like, the the idea is simple, which is just hack the other people to pieces. Um, it's just kind of like, and it's infinitely satisfying, you know, because, like, it feels fair, but totally calamitous and chaotic in a way that feels unpredictable like even death feels satisfying i would agree with that i would i would say too that like a lot of the qualities that you're teasing out about this game sort of um one thing we should note is that this game has crossplay, right so you were playing it on your ps5 i was playing it with you on my pc right um right and yeah you know it's like like i said about making this youtube video like i'm downloading lots of games and there's stuff I've used for footage. And I spent all weekend. I was like, I bought a lot of games on Steam this weekend, right? I've spent a lot of time in the Steam storefront. And it's like that thing when you go on Steam and Steam feels like it's comprised of really only three types of games, right? Is hentai games. It's survival horror games. And it's like the cover art for a bunch of medieval this, medieval that, right? And so you look at Chivalry too. And it's like, okay, Micah recommending some some medieval shit with some multiplayer. Okay, I know what this is and what it is. But then you log into it and you're exactly right, right? The sense of like, oh, this is a little brighter than a lot of medieval shit. And this is like, it has a it has a sense of humor that feels very specific, right? It it has like a punch to it, right? Um, because again, it's I I think I said this about Elden Ring too, but like this is so genre wise like not my kind of thing but yeah even just like spending some time in the tutorial you're like oh okay this is different like this is i don't know like there's 
there's like an edge to this game that feels cool. And I think like to use the term hack and slash and like that's I think that's half of it, right? But like video games are this spectrum. I like to think sometimes at least action video games where it's like on the one end of the spectrum, you have something like Doom or Overwatch, right? Where movement is super floaty. You can just basically like go jump, run wherever. And then you have on the other end of the spectrum, something like I don't know, like a Bloodborne, Evil Within, something like that, where movement feels like you feel like shit moving, right? Like the whole point is that like your movement is almost too realistic. And yeah, Chivalry 2 has this like really good, it's like, it really rides the line between on the one hand, like it's hyper violent, right? Like you can slap, you can hack niggas up in this game. But on the other hand, it's that heaviness that you're talking about, right? That like to get, to get a swing off takes like a solid three seconds, you know? And that's where the, that you is have the, to, like, yeah. you have to think so much about space. <laughs> Timing. Like, it looks, space. if you get into a full, if you get into a full team death match, like 20 on 20. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it, it's like, you know, people are like, and you're running around in a fighting pit and there's limbs and wet viscera flying all over the place and blood splatters all over the ground. It looks like there's no sort of method to anything that's going on. But then like, once you get into the thick of it, you get that there's actually a sort of rhythm to it. You have to, it's almost like you're fighting the camera as much as like other characters. Like, because it matters how quickly you turn the perspective of the camera with swinging, yeah. you know, speeds up your swing. Like you have to think about spacing. You have to think about timing because, because of how long windups are. You can faint like different moves to mess up the timing of the person that you're fighting. Uh, if they wind up for a big swing and then you faint a big swing and then go for a stab instead, you can interrupt their swing. If you can see that, you know, within all of, again, the blood and flying everything. Yeah, um, and it's also, but you but also, yeah, I mean, also the point that, te- like, you can also hit your, it's friendly fire. Like, you can, you don't have enough space to get them swings off and like, all of your team is, like, on top of somebody. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, you, it's no, there's no getting out of accidentally killing a teammate <laughs> or two every once in a while. You know, it's just how it goes. I mean, especially once they introduce the, like, the Calvary and, you know, like, there's horses that you can ride around on with the lances. Yeah. That are totally, it's totally impossible to line those shots up no. <laughs> without See, hitting a, a friend or two. But this is actually, this is, I feel like, Mike. No, 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 no. See, no, no. I had a similar, no, I had a similar <laughs> experience as with as you did. Like, you know, the first day that I the was first. doing that. I chained eleven kill. I chained eleven kills together on horseback, and I was just like, "Oh shit, this must work every time." time and then yeah, people okay. just start lopping your head off. <laughs> yeah, people just start heaving axes into your chest as you ride by. Like you start dying in spectacular ways once you get on horseback, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's it's just like okay, listeners, like the first 
first full match Meg and I played together, I was on foot, right? And what was it? We're defending a point. It's like, you know, capture the point and it's like you're defending a base, then you're defending a bridge when you lose that. And we lost this match, we should say. And then you're defending an archive. And again, it's like you play plenty of, of things where you're like capturing or holding the point. But this was this one was like, I don't know. Some, this game ended with this match ended with us like having our library burnt down, like people just running up in our shit and burning books. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was a texture to it that felt really like kind of bizarre, right? Like you defending this library yeah, and the yeah, enemy yeah. team it's is like, running well, in with torches. Is, no, 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 no. This is how it goes. This is how it goes, right? So, so like you start on the outskirts of the city and the other team is advancing with siege weapons. Right. You have to beat them off with the siege weapons and basically just them like a group of them standing next to the siege weapons and pressing a button, which I mean, like, basically means that you can't put input any other commands like to block or to attack or to defend yourself or whatever, which means that you're defenseless and a sitting duck. Um, that's how you advance the weapons. Uh, that's how you plan explosive. That's how you... Everything except for lighting fire to things right. and destroying artifacts, which are also part of sacking. So, um, yeah, it starts with you knocking... Like, either you knock these people off the siege weapons or they bring their siege weapons into the city. Then they say defend the outer. They've made it into the city. You know, hold the courtyard. If you lose the courtyard, you got to defend the bridge. They destroy the bridge by knocking over columns and advancing up the bridge and killing people. If they beat you all the way back, then you have to basically hold the up the inner courtyard where the, they knock over more columns and destroy artifacts. And that leads to the, the, the last part, which is they're, they're going to destroy your culture. <laughs> which is, after they destroy your cult, after they destroy all of your artifacts, they didn't destroy your written language. And I assume it destroys with all the spoken language, too, because they kill the scholars at the end. <laughs> Yo, and, but you get the contrast I'm drawing, right? It's like, like you play Overwatch. It's like, oh, defend objective A. Uh, defend point B, but this game is just like, is this woman you know, screaming at the you? Tower. Yeah, the woman screaming yeah, at like, you, like, we must defend our culture and history! <laughs> Protect the artifacts! <laughs> like, first of all, lady, you need yeah, to get in here this, if your ass is so passionate about like this. The, the, the stakes are just so, like, it's just so ornate, like, <laughs> in a way that, like, it just feels so goofy the entire so time that it's happening. The book burning, especially, but it's <laughs> so much. The book burning, especially, like I. But like the fact that this happens all the while, like and it's just you just hacking people to pieces and stepping over dead bodies <laughs> and listening to this person scream at you about artifacts. But then, but then, like. And and I mean and I and I cannot stress this enough: dying a lot, a lot like though. and not getting a whole lot of not getting a whole lot of licks off either. The beginning parts because it's a steep learning curve yeah, and it's sure. a meat grinder. But then having the moment where you trot your horse leaps over a barricade and you tr and you lance somebody through the chest. Just as somebody comes at you broadside and lops your head off with a clean strike, <laughs> and you go, that was awesome. 
there's a there's a button to commend the person that kills you after yeah, like yeah, you know, before it. you oh, respond. <laughs> yeah. Um you try to steal my valor um, about this, but the horse shit. Okay, so we we lo- we lost that library badly, right? And then the next thing we did was like after after a while we did team deathmatch. And what was it like on a beach or something? It was a desert. It was like team it was deathmatch. In the desert. Desert. No, it was in the desert yeah. at night. At night. At the desert at I night. I couldn't see shit. Which I'm is nearsighted. Like, it's also which is also so crazy because the colors are not like it's not, not easy to see. <laughs> Who it is that you're rolling up on, especially once people start getting injured and bloodied, it's like really difficult to. And the indicators, unless you're friends with these people, it's yeah. not like their names are above their heads or right. anything like that either. Right. Like the reticle turns, the reticle at the center of the at the center of the screen turns green for a brief moment before, like you know, the before your strike falls to let you know. That's your teammates. Yeah. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah. And and to your, like, you know, that's on top of the fact that, like you explained before, where, you know, the camera is part of the swing, right? Like, you're, you need to be swinging your sort of, your mouse and your camera point of view when you swing the sword, right? And that determines sort of, like, the momentum, the speed, who hits who first. So it's like, you're not even looking in a straight line playing this game. So it's just like a huge blur, right? And you don't know who you're swinging at. And it's six people on top of each other. And only two of them are on the other team, right? But to the point, at the desert, I'm on horseback, right? They put me at the start on horseback. I'm like, okay, I have a lance. They, this is my role, you know? And I'm convinced I'm, I'm going to keep dying like I did at the start because I'm, I'm not getting good at this game. But then, right? I start doing, I do a little patrol around. Everybody clashing in the middle. I start picking people off with the lands. I chain like seven kills before I get knocked off, you know? And you know what was notable about it to me, right? Is that like, I swear in every other video game I've played in my entire life, horse combat is like the most dog shit. Like, I hate it. I hate it in video games. Hate it in Elden Ring. Hate it in Breath of the Wild. I've hated horses in video games as long as there've been horses in video games, right? I cannot name a game where I feel like horse combat did right by me until we played Chivalry 2 and I was picking these people off with that lance and then I was lopping them with the axe. <laughs> they couldn't touch me, Micah. I felt empowered. I felt empowered. And that was only for a little bit. And didn't we lose that match too? I feel like we lost that anyway. But I did well, I feel like. My KD ratio was yeah, right. I mean, we did lose match. that match. And that and that and I think that that particular string of kills ended with you getting the ballista to the face and knocked I mean, off your true. horse after after several minutes. Where are you at? <laughs> You need to take these people off of the ballista. I cannot do it by myself. Where are you? And then you get hit in the face with the ballista. And you're just like, oh, yeah, man, that's not fun. I, I didn't <laughs> like that. And I was just like, yeah, exactly. Especially because, like, the ballista, if you get hit with the, if you get hit with the round, it, like, picks you up. You so, Full yeah. ragdoll. Like my like, du- like my dead body was back in the enemy spawn location when it landed in the ground. <laughs> That's like, how it far. is visceral. Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like 
it's you feel like you got tagged when you get hit with a ballista. Like you like your whole thing buckles and you go flying back like Dave Chappelle in the in the Rick James skit. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Chivalry 2 is tight. It's one of those games where we've talked about this at the ringer before, where it's like so, so much of gamer culture is games. It's like, it's not the game that came out this week, right? Because when this Chivalry 2 came out like a couple of years back, right? Um, I think it maybe sort of came out in a kind of half broken state. Like, I think the earliest Steam reviews about it are all complaining about balance and bugs and shit. Um, oh, it came out like last year, like April 2021, right? Um, so it's been out for a hot minute, but it's like one of those games that like it gets patched over time. You know, the community assembles around it and it feels like, I don't know, in the state that it's in right now, it feels like a really good experience. Um, with like a kind of game, like I said, that I, I normally wouldn't give a shit about or wouldn't really play. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not like there is no story. I like there's no story, you know, that tying any of these death matches or, you know, events together. There's a story within each match, like we told you. I mean, like you know, rapacious cavalry invasion forces, you know, staging an incursion on dying civilization, etc. within the match. But like overall, it's really just, hey, you 
blue team go kill red team over there with swords and axe and all other manner of remorseless metal. That's really it, you know? And there's just a lot of people playing it. That's it. Yeah. How much time have you how much time did you say you've spent playing it so far? Mm, it's really like the first time that I've like had a big multiplayer game that I downloaded and then played with my friends for several hours, okay. like immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then like yeah, it's like one of those. Like I haven't like I think the last time was like when they released Warzone like for free. And yeah. I did that for a little bit. Yeah. Here's my fear. So like I kind of want to play some more, right? But if I okay, I'm looking at the other multiplayer games I play, right? Street Fighter Five, which is kind of sunsetting right now because Street Fighter Six can come out. Uh, Siege, which I stopped playing Rainbow Six Siege like a year and a half ago, not like two years ago, during the pandemic. I I couldn't. I'm I'm in my I'm in my mid thirties. I can't do it no more. Right? I can't deal with the balance. I can't deal with the updates, toxicity, shit like that. Can't deal with it. Right? There's something about like. It's a, it's a real thing feeling like too washed to like, like you know the investment up front of getting good at a game like a Chivalry 2, right? Because like even, even something like Guilty Gear Strive, right? Which I've been trying to get into. It's like, I don't have the stamina. I don't have the commitment. Like I enjoy shit, but like you sort of, like, I, I don't know, when we were playing those matches, I had that sense of like, yo, the people who are good at this game, the people who, who keep coming up in my kill cam when I die, like, I shudder to think of what their play times are if I go look them up <laughs> in Steam. You know what I mean? Like, how many hundreds of hours have they dumped into this game? Honestly... It still doesn't feel like, even though, like, if you play, like, if the people that show up in your kill cam, like, it's fairly balanced. The people that show up in your kill cam a lot, I always feel like I can get revenge, and I usually do. Like, at least once. They might kill me, like, a lot of times that match, but you can get to them at least one or two times. Like, and it feels... Like, it wouldn't take you a lot of time to balance that out, I think. Like, yeah. just based upon how, again, how messy the combat is. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. I mean, I think that's also, like... It's not like I don't have the time. Like, there's no games... There's no big games coming out that I need to set aside my time for. Ever since Elden Ring, right, it's like... All the games I bought on Steam are like games that came out in 2003, right? Or it's like 2D platformers or shit. Like I could stand to, I could take, I'm at the point in my life where I could commit myself to one more game. It might as well be Chivalry 2, right? In terms of like getting good enough. Not getting great, but getting good enough at Chivalry 2. Okay. Wait, also setting Chivalry 2 aside for a sec, because like it's it's funny we're talking about this. I feel like the big game a lot of people are talking about is Neon White. Have you heard about Neon White? That's like the I big I have not heard about Neon White. Oh, it's okay. Speed running first person shooter. I own it. I haven't started it yet. Like I said, I was playing God Hand, but like that's the I feel like that game is it's like an Annapurna interactive joint. Um 
so I got to set aside time uh, to play that. Maybe we'll sort of talk about it later. I know I've like listened to, I bought it like based on listening to a couple of different podcast conversations about Neon White. Um, it looks cool. It has this like very distinctive furry anime aesthetic going on. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like first person shooters and I like speed running. So I'll give it a shot. I have nothing to say about it yet, though. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're just riffing on video games in general. Like, I spent a lot of this weekend, in fact, thinking about the difference between, um, you know, like the culture of like talking about video games on podcasts, talking about video games on YouTube, and then like the way you or I might write about video games on the site is just so different. Um, and even the kinds of games that people talk about are so different. Like, I don't know. Like, we're not, we're going to pod about Chivalry 2, right? Because that's like a thing we spent some time digging around in crossplay and it was fun. But like, it's not, right. you know what I mean? It's not like some big release or something like that. Um, I feel like a lot of, I feel like, the, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the like differences in the culture of gaming itself get reflected in like, um, I don't know, like with different like corners of video game criticism sort of get to talk about and why and, you know, editorial calendars and shit like that. Um, but I don't know. I'm glad that like <laughs> of all the things we could have played, we played Chivalry 2 because <laughs> that game is like amusing and like charming and I'm very bad at it. Yeah. I mean, like it's, I think, um, there is not maybe like you know there can can be a sort of maybe a sort of discussion that can develop around like how this game came into being but that almost seems like you know antithetical to the point of the game like its whole thing is like it's you know sort of low key simplest like it's a uh, low key, low key sophistication, and like how it's it's simplicity, it's beautiful simplicity. So I mean, like it would feel sort of like belaboring the point to write about this, to to write about something like this versus like us having a discussion about it. Like I feel like it's more like you know we could have a representation of what the game is actually like, the experience is actually like, because I mean, again the the whole experience is multiplayer yeah. there is no storyline there's no story mode um now if a community a specific kind of community develops on you know like the shivery 2 game server that then mutates into something else maybe then that would be worth writing about but yeah like for now, it's just cool, man. Like, you yeah, I don't. I might disagree with that slightly, <laughs> right? Or you know what it is? I aspire to disagreeing with that because it's like, I get like to your point about it's multiplayer, and you kind of, I think you're to an extent right that like for a multiplayer game, you kind of can't think. You just got to feel right. You, like that's the kind of video game that is closest to like I don't know. You just got to play it. Like there's no. People don't sort of come to me. I mean, to the point where even like a to the like to the point where like being in the archer class, like probably the most 
like pensive by nature of the classes because you, you know, do more surveying and like yeah. sort of cheating the angles of the game. Like the game laughs at you for doing that. Like it's like completely beso- like it's just like if you get a hundred kills as an archer, you get an achievement that says playing the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Um it's like actively telling you do not think about this so hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but again, I think there's a reconciling of that of the don't think about it so hard, but like I don't know. I think about chivalry the way that at one point at like 1 a.m. I was thinking about God Hand this weekend, where it's like, again, <clears throat> God Hand, action, beat him up, where you just mash buttons to kick people's head into the pavement. But there's something about that that in the moment felt like it had a literary merit to me. Like, it's dumb. I'm, you know what I mean? It's like, it's dumb, but it's also kind of brilliant in the way that you're kind of talking about with there is a sophistication in the gameplay of chivalry. It's not a game where it's just like mash button, swing sword, right? Like there is, if you really sat and described what yeah, the but, physical but, but I mean, movement... It's just like, while I'm saying the the literary merit is, is better expressed visually though. Like, okay. which is why I'm saying like, you know, why this Hideo Kojima video thing that you're working on is like, I've also been watching like a fair bit. Like I've been, I was watching like, uh, I've been also watching like hour, like multi-hour long retrospectives about gaming series that I forgot that I played mm-hmm. like Ninja Gaiden completely blotting that out but like you know um like there is the sort of like you know things that have that sort of you had to be there quality that are I guess like it would take you so long so much exposition to explain like in prose you know um where it comes across easier when you're just talking about it or where you give like the requisite amount of information with like, you know, the attending visual elements, which is why those video essays work so well is that they're, they're kind of like a lower lift for like the viewer, listener, reader, whatever you want to call it. But it services the, the subject better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel where you're coming from. I, I feel where you're coming from. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to share. I want to share the joy of video games with the masses. You know, maybe it's just that impulse of like in all forms. I don't know because it's like video games are this really annoying medium in a lot of ways. Where I get what you're saying. So, for instance, like some things are best related visually, but like the games themselves are this like really annoying. Like, even when I was, like, looking through my Steam library and, like, pulling video footage for shit, it's like, okay, some of this stuff I have in Steam. Uh, Some of this stuff I have on a PlayStation because it came out as a PlayStation exclusive for the PlayStation 4. Some of this stuff I have is, like, an emulator because it came out in the PS3 and the PS4 can't run PS3 games, shit like that. So it's like video games are this really fractured culture where there is no way like you no one on earth has a setup where they can play everything that's come out it's not like being a fan of movies right where it's like if you want to go watch a movie that came out in 1956 like you can play that movie on the same i mean 
I mean, like, you know, that, okay, that's, that's broadly true. But I mean, even, even there, like, you know, the discussion of, 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 I mean, like, we want to get way into the weeds of that. Like, the discussion of film is also incredibly fractured yeah. because of, like, how differently available different films are on different networks. I had to, like, it was just like, you got to buy a Haya, like, to, to, to watch um, The Gangster, The Cop, and The Devil because you want to watch some case cinema or, or you yeah. know, like, you want to watch this Mike film or this Bong Joon-ho thing or whatever or this Risa Cool thing because it's just like you are, it's, it's like there's sort of you, like I'm saying, it's just like that destroyedness exists everywhere. But yes, it's more yeah, pronounced. For sure. Like with video games because there's just straight up things that you got to buy a whole, you know, hardware to play it. Yeah, for you sure. Know, that's I, a large barrier to entry. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't want to discount the fact that like, yes, and like film has its versions of this or something like books, right? Like books, you know, I mean which which uh which English translation of War and Peace do you yeah. want to read, right? Like yeah, every medium has versions of this, but to me it's the difference of like for film, you're talking about having these problems, you know, like I do think the frequency is different. Like the fact that with gaming, you can have a hard time playing a game that came out six years ago and was like the one of the best selling games the year it came out. And then six years later, that game may as well not even exist because a single hardware generation passed and now you can't fucking play Metal Gear Solid 4. You know what I mean? I, like, I think that's more so what I'm I'm thinking about. Um, yeah. When I, when I say that video games, I think more than other media, like make for this really fractured culture. Um, and even the fact of like, when you were and I, when you were talking to me about chivalry too, right? Like part of my apprehension was like, oh wait, like, um, you know, my inclination was like, oh man, I'd rather buy a game on PC than on my PS5 right now. Uh, and then I looked it up and I saw it had crossplay, and like, that was like, Plenty of games don't, right? Like, plenty of games would have been like, well, if Micah and Justin want to play this game together, they have to be on the same platform, shit like that. Like, I don't know. That's the shit that makes me frustrated in thinking about, like, what it means for people to partake in video game culture and certainly what it means to sort of, like, relate stuff about video game culture or video games to people beyond the culture. Because you don't want to be like, oh, I want to talk to you about Hideo Kojima but like, in order for you to directly experience any of his games, you need to own like four different consoles that came out over the course of fifteen years. You know what I mean? It's like that's sort of what I'm talking about. Um, but that's like a huge tangent to talking about chivalry too, which is you know, in fairness, not the only thing we're really talking yeah. about. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have much else to say about chivalry too. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, like, like you know, we don't have anything else to say about Chivalry Two other than it's, it's tight. Get on it, you know. If you play it, email us about it, you know. Tell us what other stuff that you're into currently. Soundonlypod at gmail dot com. Yeah, I mean, like that's it, you know. That's 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 that's, that's what we have about Chivalry Two. Yes. Um, 
I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mike Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>